Okay, welcome to the um, Be'ez HaShem, a new series that we're going to be going through Chumash with some of the Rishonim, some of the Achroinim, and Gedolei Rabbi Seinu. And uh, I think it's important, what I'm trying to do over here is, is to pinpoint some of the highlights of each parasha with how the Rishonim look at it, how the Gedolei Achroinim look at it, and even the uh, Rabbonim of nowadays just to get a little bit of a, a very interesting perspective from different ways, some of them B'derech Musa, some of them B'derech Pshat, Remez, maybe even Jush and Soid will get to. So uh, those of you that have a Chomesh, it's definitely Kedai, we'll be going through some of the Rishonim inside, some of the outside. So uh, it's Kedai to see what we're doing over here. So we'll start from the beginning, Be'ez Hashem of the parasha. Eila told us, Noyach, Noyach, Ish, Tzadik, Tomim, Hoya, B'doyroisov, Eseloikim, his Halech Noyach. So we know this is this pasuk has the most tremendous amount of Mufarshim to explain, starting from the Rishonim, Mufarshim HaChomish, you can see on the daf, there's so much going on over here. Just a couple of ideas. So the uh, Rashi already starts, Hoyol, since we started saying the Shvach, as Eichet Tzadik Levocha, Tov Acha Lomad She'ikra Toldu Yisayim, Shal Tzadikim Maisim Toivim, the Ikra, of the told the same one, the offspring of somebody is their meisim toivim. It's not really necessarily their children, their grandchildren, but it's really what they accomplish in this world, which is a very interesting thing. But says Rashi, what does it mean? There are many that say, "Wow, that's that's incredible." Look at Noach. Meaning, Noyach was such a tremendous tzaddik. Can you imagine if he would have been in the generation of tzaddikim? He would have been much more of a tzaddik. He was a tzaddik with those people. He would have been much more if he would have been a door of tzaddikim. And there are many, says Rashi, that darshan derogatory. Because everybody else was a Russia, so it's not big kunts. It's like being the best bacha in a, in a yeshiva of a yeshiva that, you know, nobody does anything. So he's the best bacha. Wow. What does that say? Go send him to a decent yeshiva. He'll be on the lowest end of the level. Says Rashi, there are many that darshan noyach to be in that level. That, yeah, very nice. In that generation, he was a tzaddik. But if he would have been, as Rashi says, <laughs> Who would have been known? No, it would have been nothing. So there's, a, there's an obvious question that's going on over here. And that is, why do they do this? Well, why do we have to look at the Pesach and say, yeah, some say it's a nice thing, some say it's not a nice thing. Why would you darish in it lignai? Why would you do that? What's the purpose? So, if Shem and Schwab Zatzal writes in his Sefer, he brings down like this. He says that from a good tree, from a good stump, comes good fruit comes good leaves, comes good produce, unless there's something bad hidden within the tree. So he said like this, they looked at Noach, and they looked at Noach's offspring. Where? Who, who came from Noach? Avram, Yitzchak, Yaakov, Moshe Rabbeinu, Aaron, Akkoin. Unbelievable. These were unbelievable offspring. Must be Noach was Gavaldic. But then they also looked into Noach's offspring, and they saw Homon, they saw Titus Arosha. They saw some of the most tremendous Rishayim. They said, obviously, if that's hidden within him, there's obviously something to Darshan Lignai. And therefore they did it that way. Now, I want to just mention something else, which I think is very, very Hoshav. You know, why was Noach saved? We all know this week, we've got the, the generation of the Mabal, where everyone was destroyed apart from Noach's family and genuine animals, which we'll get to. Why was he saved? Why was Noach saved? 
Interesting idea. So we understand the reason why Noach was saved was because he was a tzaddik. Oh, Noach was a tzaddik. Everyone else was a rasha. That's why Noach was saved. That's actually not the pshat. There's a Mordecai or a Chaim HaKadosh at the end of last week's parsha. If you have a look at it, those of you that have it in front of you, the last Orachayim HaKadosh in Parshas Parashas is an unbelievable thing. I'll read you the Lashen. Says the Orachayim HaKadosh, do you want to know why Noach was saved more than anyone else? Not necessarily because he was a tzaddik. Because Noach Motzah Chain Be'enei Hashem. The last Pasuk in last week's parasha. The last Pasuk in parasha Beresha said, V'noach Motzah Chain Be'enei Hashem. Says the Orachayim HaKadosh, what does that mean? How do you find favor in Hashem's eyes? You want to do it? You want to find favor in Hashem's eyes? How do you do it? The Rechaim HaKadosh tells us the secret. It's an amazing secret. He says, Ki yesh Mamish, towards the end of the Rechaim HaKadosh, Ki yesh l'choladas, you should know, Ki yesh mitzvahs, Shetoylosam ha'in, Ahamshechein ala odom, Oy bebechinas, Gimel adal, the mitzvahs yaduos, He says there are three or four famous mitzvahs, that if you do those mitzvahs, you get immediate chain from the Rabbani Shalom's eyes. And that's an amazing thing. Now we want to know, what are those mitzvahs? Please tell us, and we will make sure that we will do them properly. Mm-hmm. Says the Oran Chaim HaKadosh, I'm not going to tell you what they are. Because then obviously you're going to do them, right? But there were three or four mitzvahs that Noach must have done to find favor in Hashem's eyes, and that's the reason that he was saved. Not because necessarily he was a tzaddik, but because, which obviously he was as well, but that wasn't the Ica reason, but it was mainly because he did those three or four mitzvahs. Says the Malbim, a whole different pshat. The Malbim learns pshat, Noach Matzachin Be'ene Hashem, a totally different pshat, says, says the Malbim, a peladik pshat. He says that's the reason that he wasn't killed with the rest of the world. The Noach Matzachin is the reason that the Rabbi Shalom is going to destroy the world. Not the way we understood it. That Noah wants to chain in Hashem. He found favor in Hashem's eyes. And he's a tzaddik. Therefore Hashem's going to save him. No, no, no. Says the Marbam, that's the reason why. That's the cause of the destruction of the world. Was because Noah wants to chain in Hashem. What does that mean? How do you understand that? Why? Because Noah wants to chain in Hashem. Is the reason that what? Is the reason that. That he's going to be saved. Says the Marbam. Beautiful pshat. He says, because if Noach wouldn't have found favor in Hashem's eyes, if Noach wouldn't have found favor in Hashem's eyes, Hashem never would have destroyed the world. Because there never would have been a Hemshech. Therefore, because Noach found favor, Hemshech are continuation. Therefore, if HaKadosh Baruch Hu wouldn't have had a situation of Noach, Motzah, and Hashem, there never would have been a destruction of the world. Look, the Malbim teaches us a whole different understanding of how to look at the parsha and how to understand is that that's the reason that Hashem destroyed the world. Now I have a Noach Matzachin, I have a continuation, now I can go along and destroy the rest of the world. So has he been around? Then the Kodesh would not have destroyed the entire world because there never would have been a Hemshach. So it says the Malbim, the way to look at it is not the way everyone teaches you in school, that because Noach was a tzaddik, therefore there was a he got saved. No, no, no. The entire reason, right? If someone asks you, what's the reason of the destruction of the world, Aaron? You, you have no idea. Well, the Malbim yeah. tells us the reason is because Noach was a tzaddik. But if the other people wouldn't have been destroyed, then, then it wouldn't have been a necessity to destroy them. There was a necessity to destroy them, and Hashem wouldn't have done it if there was no Noach was a tzaddik. It's like scam school. Whatever it is. If everyone's but the, a Russia, and then we can brute force this thing. <laughs> yeah, but whichever way it goes, at the end of the day, the, the way to look at it is the reason that Hashem destroyed the world was because there was a Nayakh. 
That's why he decided to destroy the world. Now I want to continue uh, based on a, a very. I want to go based on something we said a moment ago. Story didn't do that. There was a different reason because that was only a culture that they had. This wasn't spread, as we'll see as we go through the pesukim. We'll see a lot more. Now I want to go through again this Rashi again. The Rashi that we mentioned. Some people say he was a big tzaddik, and some people say he was only a tzaddik. Clap at the generation. The rest of the generation, you know, were shayim. So therefore, big deal. Why does he have to do that? What's the purpose for this? So there's a modic and Marel. The Marel in Gurari writes. And he says that everyone agrees that Noach was a tzaddik. There's no machleik. No, was he a tzaddik? Was he a rasha? Was he half a rasha? Better a rasha than everybody else? Everyone agrees, says the Maral and Goari, that Avada and Avada Noach was a tzaddik. There is no shayla. So what's Rashi? What's Pshat and Rashi that some say it's Leshvach le, le and some say it's Leginai? So says the Maral, Pshat like this. Says the Maral, everyone agrees who Noach was. And what's the biggest proof? The biggest proof is that Noach went into the Teva, right? And he only went, it was raining, because Mekatne Emunah, it was of, not of total Emunah. Rashi there didn't bring a Machloikas, what he was, it was only one opinion. It says to my rather, there was no Machloikas who Noach was. The Machloikas was why Noach was saved. Because he was a Sadiq in his own right completely, or no, he wasn't a complete Sadiq, but compared to the rest of the generation, he was a Sadiq, but maybe he was saved. Right, it's a different mahalach than the Malbim. The Micht of Melio, because some doubting that he was a total tzaddik and therefore that's the reason he was saved. So I'm copied the door, he was a tzaddik, made it, he was saved. That's how the Maral learns. The Micht of Melio, Rav Desla Zatzal, which I saw also is in others as well, but Rav Desla writes and he brings from a Chazinish, then he says there's no machloikis on, on where Noach was holding. Everyone agrees that he was a tremendous tzaddik and in Darsh and Avram he wouldn't have been such a tzaddik. The machloikis is how you darsh in the word l'doyroisov. Klape his generation or not. It's coming to tell us that if he wouldn't have been in the generation of Avram he would have been much more of a tzaddik. And the yisoyed of Desla is how careful a person has to be and it's a musa yisoyed. How, how careful a person has to be not to go and connect himself with Rishayim, not to, you know, be friends with people that take him down, because at the end of the day, as we see from Noach, we can see in his generation tells us that in every generation there are people that do things that shouldn't be done, and therefore if a person is connected to those people, that is a tremendous bad thing for him, as the Rambam says, If you look at the Svarna over here, the Svarna explains, Unbelievable Svarna. The Svarna explains, what is the pshat? What does it mean that ish tzaddik tamim hoya b'dorisav esalikim his aleich noy Hashem went with Hashem? Says the svarni. What it means? He tried to help to do good to other people. He wanted to do good to others. He wanted to try and help other people. And that be'etzem is the highest madrika. We all familiar with the Rambam. The Rambam says. The famous Rambam Hilchos Hil- Hil- Matnas Anim, where the Rambam writes the levels of tzedakah that a person can do. What is the highest level? The Rambam says if you give someone a job. That's the highest level of stock. You didn't give him a penny. You found him a job. That, in the Rambam's eyes, is the highest level of stock. Why? Because you, you, you're helping him basically how to live in a way that he doesn't feel bad about himself. Says the Svarna, that's Pshat Noach. Noach was a Yid that wanted to help other people to put them back on their two feet, to make them better. He gave them Musa. He tried to make them better. He tried to get them to do Tshuva. That is the Ika reason that someone becomes a Tzadik and is a Tzadik, which is a tremendous idea. Now, let's move on. Let's move on. We've got a, a lot more to do over here. Okay. 
So why was the reason? What was the reason of the destruction of the world? Okay, we saw the Malbim, we understood Peseda, but you know Poshup Shat, but Yoimelekim Poshik and Gimel Lenoyach Kates Kol Bosa Bolafanai Kimala Haoretz Chamas Mipneim. Everyone's all over the place. Everyone's doing terrible averes. I'm now going to destroy the world, says Rashi, Gemara in Sanhedrin. It's an amazing thing. Stealing. That is really the reason that the world was destroyed. Because of stealing. I Meaning they did tons of Bavarians, as we'll see in a minute. But stealing was the reason they had Exardin. There was a psak in Shamayim. We're going to destroy the world. Why? Mainly because of stealing. Well, there was only seven Bavarians. Right? Oh, we'll get to that. Well, where, where do you get that from? Show me where the Makar is for that. Where? Oh. Right. There wasn't even. Ah, oh, very good. We'll get to it. Lat, 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 lat. Is that really the three minutes that you find favor in Hashem's eyes? Obviously, one of the. Not necessarily. Or the Shevim is a bit enough. Not necessarily. Why? Because it could be he kept more than that. Anyway, we'll, we'll get, let's get to that. Let's get to that when we see them occur in the Torah for that. Now, um, why a Gezel? Why stealing? They did Arias. They did some of those terrible Aveiras. Some of the big three. So why was the Xardin, says Rashi, again, Alpi Chazal, was it through Gezel? The Shalameshav has a beautiful pshat. Listen to his pshat. Shalameshav says pshat, he brings a marshal. He says there was a big bird that used to dive into the water and, you know, pick out fish and eat, their, eat those fish. One time, one day, this, this, this bird is very, very hungry, goes into the water, and he hears the fish saying, no, please don't leave me, have Rachmanus on me, have Rachmanus on me, I've got a feed, I've got a family to feed, I've got children to look after, please do me a favor, don't eat me. And this poor bird said, you know what, I, I think I'll have Rachmanus on you. And as he leaves, you know, to go and find something else to eat, he sees that that fish swallows another other fish. He says, ah, so when it comes to yourself, you have Rachmanus on me. But when you're hungry and when you want something, you're willing to do whatever you want. Says the Sholemeshi over here, people are doing the worst of areas. But they came to the Rabban Shalom and says, Rabban Shalom, have Rachmanus on me. Please help me. Ah, but you're doing gazelle. You're stealing from somebody else. That's a whole, then you have no care for somebody else. Then I have no purpose for you. That says the Sholem Meshiv is the Pshat in Rashi and in Chazal. Why the Gzardin was Dafka on Gezel? But I want to continue. So, listen to this Pshat. Again, Rashi says the Gzardin was on Gezel. Right? The final straw was Gezel. There's a Mordek and Medrash. The Medrash says that Chomos, which is what the Gemara, which is what the Pasuk says, Kimolo is Chomos. What's Chomos? What does that mean? Explain. What, what were they doing? What the Torah says, the entire world was full of Hamas. What, what is that? This is Poshim Shat and Torah, but I'm not even asking, like, you know, Madrashim. Poshim, no, Taich. So there's a Medrash that says Hamas is a Zorah. Right? Gile Arayis and Shvichas Domim. Right? Hamas. Chomos ze avoidazara is the lotion of the Medrash. So when the Chomos over here refers to avoidazara, right? Kimola ha'orot, Kimola ha'orot, Chomos. Asks the MSD Yaakov, Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky Zatzel, where's the Raya talking about avoidazara? Where's he where, where, where do you see avoidazara over here? Where, where do you see Where did the Medrash get this from? Avoidazara, who knows? Where were Kali's soul doing? Where was the world doing avoidazara? Where does this come from? Chomos means stealing. That's what Hamas is, by the way. It's stealing, it's Gezel. So, so where, does he, where did the Medrash get Avodah from? So says, Rabbi Kamenetsky is such a beautiful pshat. He says, the Medrash explains what is Avodah Chomos means to steal. But what's Mola Ha'oretz? The Pasuk says, Ki Mola Ha'oretz Chomos. The world was full. What does that mean? 
says Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky, it became so full that it became the minagamokam, it became the custom of the land for people to steal. And it became acceptable, says Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky, that's a Vajazara. If you do it because you have a taiva, no, you have a taiva. But it becomes acceptable, that's a Vajazara. Says Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky, that's considered to be Vajazara, and that's the problem. In fact, the Ramban over here, Rabbi Isai, Mordeka Ramban, over here on this posseh that we just mentioned, Rabbi Chaim Shemelevitz brings a medrash, Rabbi Chaim Shemelevitz brings a medrash where the posseh in Yishai says, Kimei Noyach Zoysli. What is Kimei Noyach? Kimei Noyach means, this is the water of Noyach. Chazal call the water of the marble Noyach's water. Why Noyach's water? Because oh, you could say, because Noyach was saved. But why, why are they blaming it on Noyach? This is Nayak's water. He caused the flood. Well, what did he cause the flood? We just said before that he caused the flood. That's where it's the Malbim Shah. That's why he was said. That's why he called the entire destruction of the entire world. Yeah. I hear, if you the Malbim, I hear that Shah very nice. But Pashup Shah, why would the Chazal, again, the Pashuk and Yeshaya, really the whole world would have been destroyed completely. That's what the Malbim was saying. Ah. So he was saved. The, reason he, the way he was saved by floating on the water. Beautiful. So Chaim Shmuelevitz says a different Shah. He says it's a scary thing. He says, says Chaim Shmuelevitz, he made Noyak Zoysli. He says, Noyak caused the flood. You know why? Because Noyak had the opportunity to daven, and he didn't daven. Noyak, if he would have used the Koyach of Tzvila to the way that he should have done, he could have saved the entire world. Everyone would have done tshuva, and everything would have been great. The Rebbeinu would have had a Rahman in him. But because Noyak didn't daven, therefore he is held responsible for the marble. And that's why the Apostolic and Yishai calls it May Nabal, because he was the Tzaddik. He was on top of them. He was better than them. He but understood he was, that. He, he may have not done it. He did it, try, but, he did but not try. to the level. Not the level he could have done. That's what Rebbe Chaim Shemelevitz tells us. He was still in a for 120 years. Because told him to. Right. That's right. But he didn't have him for Kali's old to Tshuva. And, and he, he built it that way so it would not pass by. It he shows us the Koyach of Tefillah. It shows us our responsibility for the Koyach of Tzvillah. I want to tell you an unbelievable Meshachachma, by the way. The Meshachachma says, I'm going to say this very big. It says the Meshachachma, by the way, in Parashat B'Shalach. The Meshachachma says, Parashat B'Shalach, we know they have Oz Yoshe. says in Oz Yoshe, Vahamayim Lohem, refers to the big Averis. And he says, the Meshachachma, that the big Averis are not enough to cause a flood. Most Averis, says the Meshachachma, if they're done but Sibur, if everyone does those Averis, it's not enough to punish the Rebbeinu whatever Rachmanis, it's all of the world, or Rebbeinu is not punishing the whole world if everyone does something but Sibur. Yeah. However, however, <laughs> if, if the world are not acting in a way that's ethical, that's the way that they should. Like stealing, which is another pattern why Rashi brings that Chazal to say there was Nechdam Dim through stealing. Then a Kodesh Baruch is going to punish a Miyad. And therefore, that's the reason why the flood was at this stage of now. Now, by the way, very interesting. We had this question and I want to get to it now. Why are they punished? They didn't do anything wrong. There's no Torah. Shevard Mitzvah's B'nai Noah came into effect. Where, where, where do we see that? So if that's the case, why are these people punished for doing Gezel, Arias, and all sorts of other Averis? No, no one told him not to. Other Mauritian was told in Ganeiden not to eat from a tree. Peseta. But these people were not told to not to have immorality and not to steal. So how do we blame them? So you can say they should have known better. It's logic. It's logic. There are like the Gemara tells us in Shabbos, there was a certain family that, that, that got killed because they ate a Suda on Erev Shabbos. So they got wiped out. And the problem is, well, had it, there was no Shulchan Aruch saying you're not allowed to do that. So how, did, how, how are they? So the Chalamim should be in Korbin logic that you don't eat a big suit on Erev Shabbos because Shabbos is coming. 
Anyway, so I want to I want to ask you if you can. Perek base posuk tezayin. Everyone's familiar with the posuk. Turn that to it. It's unbelievable. Perek base posuk tezayin. The Torah tells us like this: Vayitzav Hashem elokim ala adam leima mikol eitz hagan ochol toichel. Says the Gemara in Sanhedrin, "Can you do a daf chavavam and base that from this pasuk is the makor for the Sheva mitzvah benayach?" And therefore, from oh. here already, from Parshas Bereishis already in Perik base, the world was instructed not to do various things. And mainly, that's the reason that they were punished at this stage over here, and that's why they should have known better. But the Mefarshim say that they didn't, when they were stealing, they weren't stealing outright. It was more they were stealing something that wasn't worth the Shavapruta. Uh, that, that's according to one pshat. In Echanami, that's to explain what, what, why he didn't get punished in the yad. But at the end of the day, Rashi tells us clearly from Chazal, the Ikka punishment why? came because of stealing. Why is it called B'nai Noyach if it was before? It was a time... No, because it was drafted... Because all these people were B'nai Noyach. They're, they're, they're considered to be... Uh, again, the first got the name afterwards, that's why. He didn't get the name of the Torah then. He got the name afterwards, B'nai Noyach. For that that generation, but the, the instruction came already from Perik Beis and Bereishis. That, they they kind of feels like what that what? They did know. Yeah, that's why they were punished. Okay, says Rashi. Put in over here. Perik Vol Pasuk Tezayin. Make something in the table. Says Rashi. What is it? What's a tsoya? Yesh Oimim Chalaun. It's a window. The Yesh Oimim Evan Toiva. It's a nice stone that gives light. Okay. Those are the two pshatim. Either it's a stone or it's a window. Rabbi said, listen to this pshat. It's absolutely unbelievable. Absolutely beautiful. To understand what's going on over here. Why did Rabbi Yochanan, who is the pshat of the stone, have to change the pshat of window and say it's a stone? I mean, to say it's a window. I mean, isn't obvious you need a window. Maybe you need air. Maybe you need light. You need to see. Why would Rabbi Yochanan say... That it's going to be a stone. It's a window. Pasha Pasha, it's a window. What, what do you have to come along and say a stone for? And that's, what's, yeah. what's the logic behind Rabbi Yochanan coming along to say that the Rabbi Shem built a nice stone? It's from the window. This was spoken about last night. Oh, right. if, if he was a tzaddik, then he can see the destruction. Ah, and if he wasn't such a tzaddik, then... Beautiful. Beautiful. Torah Tamima. Right? Yeah, that's what I said. Oh, beautiful. So for those that didn't hear it, the Torah Tamima says the difference between a window and a stone is that a window you can see outside and you need a schus for that. A stone you don't see the other side. You see to see the other side to see the destruction. By light, we see clearly by light. The Malach said to light that by stone when it was being destroyed, don't look because you have no schus. You have a schos to be saved, but you have no schos to watch other people being destroyed. So too by Nayak as well. We darshan, listen, listen very carefully, I'm not sure if you said this, this pshat. We darshan to the beginning, the first Rashi in the parasha. Some darshan it l'gnai, and some darshan it l'shvach. Okay? But l'doyroisav, according to his generation. Who darshan it l'gnai? Rabbi Echanan. Says the Torah to Mima, since Rabbi Yechonon was the one that said it's Lagnai and he wasn't such a great tzaddik, Mimele, he didn't have the schus to be saved, or at least to watch other people. And therefore, that's the reason why it had to be a stone and not a window, because Rabbi Yechonon Lishitosu was the one that held originally it was Lagnai and not Le Shvach. Let's move on, Rabbi Sai. Very interesting. Pasuk, Pasuk, base. 
Mikola behema tohoya tikarcha take all the pure animals. Shiva shiva seven seven ish veishtoi. Ish the Ishtoi, man and wife. By the way, just Agav, the Torah uses an extra two words, or extra word, should I say. The Torah could have said Tomei. No, Torah didn't want to say that. The Torah used an extra word, Loi Tohoira, not Tohar. Why? Speech. Very, very important. Even though the Torah words are so measured in the Choshev, at the end of the day, that's what the Torah said. But I want to move on to something else. The Gemara in Sanhedrin, Davkov Chesam base has a question. What's that? Says the Gemara in Sanhedrin, listen to this. He says, Ishus le behema mi isle. What? Behemas have an, my husband and wife, they get married, they live together. Yeah. Yeah. They live together, they're no husband and wife. The Gemara wants so to know. They mate, mate together, that's true. With only the, one animal. Correct. But the Gemara wants to know not why. Not Some of them. Okay. Cows, I think they have in England like five bulls and like twenty cows. Okay, irrelevant because yeah. even if they have one, that, even if they have one, the Gemara says again. It's a question of the Gemara on Pasuk in our Barsha. Why is it Ish Ishtai? What's the lotion of husband and wife? What's the lotion of Ish Ishtai by Behemoths? The Gemara asks this question. It's not my question. The Gemara says not ask this question. Lotion of the Gemara. Ishus le Behema mi Islay. They don't have a husband and a wife in order to the Torah to call the Ish Ishtai. What's going on? So the Gemara says, Omer Rabbi Yechanan, We're talking about animals that never did Averas, they never, you know, slept around, and therefore these are Choshava animals, and we give them a din of husband and wife. Ask Rabbi Yaakov Galinsky, that's Alec of Aldegasa, he asked Rabbi Chan Kenyeski the following question. He asked Rabbi Chan Kenyeski, and I said, what's the Gemara's answer? Because they never did a Vera, so the Gemara brings them Ish Ve'ishtai. And that was the question. So Yaakov Galinsky Zatal asked Rabchaim Kenevsky this question. So they didn't do a very big deal. What's Shaykh's issues? Rabchaim Kenevsky showed him an Oruch that says that since they didn't do an Avera, the Torah gives them covered and writes them Loshan Bnei Odom. It's a very Choshev site. The Oruch says that since they didn't do Avera, they, have a, they get the covered. The Torah gives them the covered of Loshan Bnei Odom. It says to Yaakov Galinsky Zatal. He told Rabchaim Kenevsky from, from Gates at this. He said, from here we see a Gavaldig Yisait. We see that if Raiv of the Olam are going after their tithers, and they're looking at the things that they want to look at, and somebody rises up against that, somebody tries to do better than that, he better his Madrega, he elevates himself more than a regular Bnei Adam. Because if a behemoth can rise up to become a Bnei Adam, then Kalvachoyma, a human being, can also rise up and become a better Bnei Adam. That's the Pshat in the Orach, and that's the Pshat in the Loshan, so that, Ish the Ishtay. So that should apply to Nayak too, because he rose up against his generation. Right, what does it mean? Exactly. Rabbi, I want to point out something else as well that I have for Rabbi Zildberg as well. He brings, this in his, he brings this in his Sefer. And he says, you know, Noach became a, a, a zookeeper. I mean, for all facts and purposes, Noach was a tremendous tzaddik and he became a zookeeper. Mamish, he, he worked Yoimam Velayla. Right, Chazal tell us the most amazing things about, you know, how he didn't sleep and he couldn't eat and the animals were up by night and by day. It was mamish unbelievable. It's unbelievable. You ever heard him complain? He wanted to sit and learn all day. I wanted to sit with the Yavamas, the Ksais, and now something. But he gave a zookeeper. You ever complained? So, Simai Zilberg and Mambilbri Soit, whatever Rotten Hashem is, you don't complain. Nayak understood that that is what the Rabbi Nishan wanted from him at that time. We don't complain. 
And often in our lives we go through stages where we get into situations and we're in situations where we don't always like it, we don't know if we're comfortable, maybe it doesn't talk to us, we don't want to do this, this is not what we had in mind. Always remember back to Nayak. Nayak became a zookeeper for a long time. He never complained once. Because if this is what's in Hashem, then that's obviously what the Rebunisha wants for me. And I'm not going to complain in that way, in any shape or form. By the way, Agav, later on, in Perekhez, Posekhez, Vayishalach es ha-yoyna mi'ito, Lira yisakalu ha-mayim ha-alpnei ha-doma. We know that, that Nayak sent out the dove. We also know from the Zmiris that we sing on Shabbos, which was composed by the Rishonim, says... From this posuk, right? Matzanoyach, right? That's where Matzayoyna, Noyach. Well, that's where it comes from. It says Rav Yaakov ended in the Yaivetz Gavaldigi Yisoit, right? He says in the Siddur, he says, "How do we know this? How do we know that the Yoyna was sent on before Shabbos and came back Matzah Shabbos? How do we know they didn't come back on Shabbos?" It says Rav Yaakov ended in the Yaivetz and his Hagdama to the Siddur because a Yoyna doesn't detach things on Shabbos. He kept Shabbos. And never came back Motzah Shabbos. That's how we know that it only rested on Shabbos. And that's one of the Zemiris, which is written by the Rishonim. Now, first, I want to point out to you an unbelievable Ramban. The Ramban has an amazing thing about the flood. He talks about the flood. The Ramban over here in Posuk Yudal of Perikhes. The Ramban talks about Eretz Yisrael. Was Eretz Yisrael damaged by the flood? No. Okay. So the, the, the Ramban over here brings the Loshan of Chazal. And he says, Umamoram. So he starts. Do like tipas arad the Yisrael b'mayad the mabula. Eretz Yisrael was not affected by the mabul bichlal. And he brings perkut v'leza perk of gimel Eretz Yisrael a yerid ale amay mabul min hashamayim el niskalglu amayim min haaretzoyz v'nichmosul esaycha. Unbelievable. It didn't touch Eretz Yisrael. Vani toma amamorim megan eden. Says the Ramban. I don't understand. According to the pshat that it's Ganadin, imkain How did Noyach know that the water stopped? How did he know? Because the came But how did he know that it stopped? Because the mice at the end of the day, if you hold the Eretz Yisrael, it's one thing, that didn't affect the Eretz Yisrael, it didn't uproot anything. It didn't uproot anything. But, but if according to the Manda Omar, the Siddur Ramban that held it was Ganadin, if that's the case, how do you know? There's no marble there. So he picked out a thing from there. Very good, maybe it's from Ganadin. So he had no raya that the marble had stopped because there was no thing, nothing there. That's the Ramban's kasha. Answers the Ramban that since the gates of Ganadin were shut to prevent the water, the flood water from emptying, so the gates are shut, that means the dove also can't enter that. So the dove went in there, it must mean that the gates were open. Once the gates were open, you know that the marble was shut. That's how the Ramban answers over there. Another thing, Rabbi Isai, is as well. When did Ganadin finish? Sorry? When did Ganadin finish? When did finish? Once the doors of Ganadin were closed, in order to make sure that all the flood water didn't come out. There's something else. The doors were closed in order not to let the water out. Therefore, if the, if the doors were closed, there's no way that the, the, the dove could get in. For the fact that the doors were open, according to Mandalma, there was going to be no stroll, go in, must be the flood is over because the day gets open. I mean, if, the flood, if the gates are open, it means the flood is over. That was Nayak's Raya, that it was, um, that it was finished. Okay? Moving on, Rabbi Isai. The Prosik says, Vayorach Hashem. Vayorach Hashem, Prosik Chavalev. Esreach Nechayach, Vayorach Hashem, Aliboy. Now, Yisuf the Kala Oides Adam, I'm not going to curse this land. Rav Yashiv Zatzal has a beautiful understanding. He says, <coughs> when Noach left the Teva, you know, he saw the whole world destructed. He saw the whole destroyed, destroyed world. 
You know, it's almost like, you know, if it's not the same thing, but you know, after the Holocaust, you know, after the war, you know, the, the Yidin were walking around and there's nothing left, nothing left of their, of their previous shtetls. Everything was destroyed. Their families were gone. The shawls were burnt down. There was nothing to do. What's the first thing you do? So it says with Elias, that's really the first avoider that another should have done is to set himself up. Maybe get him, figure out if he can get himself a wife, he can have children, he can rebuild the world, he can build a house, he can do something. You know, Noach was very, very tired. Chazal tell us in the Medrash, <coughs> For 12 months he didn't sleep. Not him and not his children. Says the Gemara in Right? He was out the entire night and day because certain animals want to be fed at day, certain animals want to be fed at night. And, and, and he comes out, he's exhausted. He should have first figured himself, rest a little bit, chill for a little bit, you know, settle down, as they say. Re- relax, take it easy, set yourself up. But what does Nayak do? The first thing he does, although we'll get to that in a minute, he wants to build a Mizbech and he wants to bring Corbin to the Rabbi Shkodim. That... That's the reason, says Rabbi Yashu, the Torah writes over here, in Pasuk Chalalav, V'yorach Hashem Esreach HaNichoyach, V'yorach Hashem Aliboy, Loi, Oisif V'kal Oidat Adamu. When I saw what Noyach did, the mysterious nefesh that he had, to try and build up as an amazing thing. By the way, they're allowed to eat meat now. After the, after the, we all know that now we're allowed to eat meat. Kol Remesh, says the Pasuk, Pasuk Gimel, Pasuk Perektes, Asher Uchay Lochem Yel Ochla, right, against all those people that are against animal rights and whatever it is, veg- vegetarians and all these things, Pasuk and the Torah, you are allowed to eat meat. I gave you like vegetables, just like cucumbers, you're also allowed to eat meat. Baruch Hashem. Until now they will not. Why? Well, until now they weren't, now they are. Why? What happened? What happened? Stanley wanted to do, what was the reason for this? So this nine of Torah, Sarotskin says that the door before the Mabal lacked the appreciation of the greatness of humanity. They didn't understand that man was the central reason that the Rabunjum created the world. For them, a human was the highest rung of the animal circle. Well, you've got animals, and on the highest you've got human beings. We're the best. Somebody saw, I heard this, I think from Rabbi Twersky. He's on he was on a flight once. And some animal rights woman was sitting next to him and was not eating the meat food or chicken food, whatever they were serving. And, 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 and she said to him, you know, I don't eat other animals. That's what she said. No, I don't eat other animals. I Meaning we're also animals and that's another animals. And then we don't eat other animals. Right? That's how people think of it. Says Uzama Sigurds, and that was what's going on. They considered an, a human being to the highest rung of an animal and therefore... It's not surprising that they acted like animals also. So pre- prevent this from happening. Now you can eat animals. That's interesting. That's the reason. That's why they were allowed to eat animals now. To show them that human beings are different to animals. We shouldn't act like an animal. They previously acted like animals. And we do not. By the way, just Agar, before we go back a moment, the end of Perches. You ever noticed this? I'm sure you had this question for many years. The Pesach says in Pesach Chobbeis, Oid kol yimei ha'oretz, Zera v'kotze v'kor v'choy v'kayet v'choy v'yoyim v'layla. V'yoyim v'layla? That's a, that's a little bit of a mistake, I think. Because in Jewish Jewish life, we believe that the night comes before the day. The Torah says, V'yoyim v'layla. What's the Before that. For what? Well, what's the, what's the context of the process? It's talking about planting and, and, and you know, doing kitsira and, and everything. You know, hot, cold. You get the summer, the winter, the day, the night. 
Well, the night, the day? And so it goes normally? Plants. You need the light, plants, if you start the gym. Now, boys, I want to tell you, a chiddush from Rabbi unbelievable. He says, the day comes after the night, okay? Says Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky, I want to bring you a riot. He brings many riots, which we're not going into now. He says that until Matan Torah, first came the day, and then was the night. Before Matan Torah, it was the day, and then it was the night. Says Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky, Beautiful. Listen, to that. you probably, you guys, are probably, you're going to be unbelievable because you all had this question. The Gemara in Brochus says, "Who created Shachris?" Avram. Avram. Yeah. Doesn't Avram come first? because ah, before Matan Torah, there was a day before the night. The Mela Avram Avinu's Masakin Shachris. Avram Avinu should have started with Marv, right? That's what. That's how we get. No, no. Because before Matan Torah, is an unbelievable chiddush, and he brings raya after raya for this. It's an unbelievable chiddush that the day came before the night. Unbelievable thing. Okay, everybody, so let's just go a couple of couple more things as well. Very important posik in Peretz Posik. Well, Shaifech Dam HaOdom. Ba'odom Domei Shaifech. says the Al-Shech HaKadosh. That refers to people that embarrass somebody else. Because when you embarrass somebody else, the blood flows from him. And we equate this to murder, as Rabbeinu Yonah famously says in... Voice that just like you have the obvious, you have the toldois, and the obvious means to kill, but the toldois means the offspring, and that also includes someone to, ba- to embarrass. Everyone was made b'tselem alikim, not only Jews. The Rachaim Kodesh over here writes that it could be that Jews now carry the selem alikim more than anybody else, but the Rabbanshim created selem alikim within everyone. By that's the reason why the Quran Sanhedrin tells us that if someone is hung, you've got to dehang him. The next day, because he is a tzelem aleikim, is he a chelik of the rabbanu shalolam? Is an image of the general, the master, the Hashem, and therefore it's not nice to keep him hanging too long, because everyone is creating b'tzelem aleikim. Rabbi said, remember, we have a tzelem aleikim. We created in the image of the rabbanu shalolam. Keep that image going. We all know the famous Misa of, I think it was the, I think it was the brother. If I'm getting this correct, or the brother of the of the Sfas Emes, or maybe it was the nephew, but it was it was the brother of the nephew of the Sfas Emes. One time, he was in the concentration camps in Auschwitz, and um, he sat with them. He had a group of Hasidim, and he sat with them. And he explained to them the sugi of Kiddush Hashem to be Mekadosh Shem Shemayim. He said, "We're going to die al Kiddush Hashem." Do you know what a madrega that is? And he gave them chizuk to be Mekadosh Shem Shemayim. And they, by the time the Nazis Yimachshon came to their barracks to call them and said, "Your time is up. We're taking you to the shower room." These people jumped up with an excitement as if they were going to do the biggest mitzvah going. Not only did they jump up, they started running. The Nazis didn't like this. They, 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 they were not excited to see Jews excited to run into the gas chambers. They didn't know what to do. And not only that, at one stage, just before the end of the gas chambers, a group of them got together and started dancing like it was some Kastoya. <laughs> they were about to Mikhaim, the biggest mitzvah that Ayitkin Mikhaim. They were excited, they were dancing. The Nazis were going crazy. These Jews, can you stop? And they wouldn't stop. So they figured out what to do. They took a very young baby, a young newborn baby. Obviously, some woman had just given birth. Obviously, they were going to put the baby to death in a short time. But they took the young Jewish baby and they threw the baby in the middle of the circle. All of a sudden, everyone stopped. Nobody's trampling on a Yiddish Neshama. Nobody's trampling on a small baby. And Reb Mendela picked up the baby in front of his chassidim. And he said, Rabbi, I have a question for you. How, do we know, how does the son know if he's doing a good job? How does the son know if he's doing a good job? And he answered, because if everyone's squinting and like, oh, I can't look, the son knows he's doing a great job. 
How do we know we're doing a good job? We all created B'Tselem Alekim. How do we know we're doing a good job? If the Nazis, if the Yerushalayim Yemachshimon can't stand to look at a Jewish face, that means we still have the Tzalem Alekim. That means we're doing our job. But we have to keep our Tzalem Alekim. And that's very, very important. I want to just talk for a minute about the rainbow. You know, it's very, very interesting. This whole rainbow sugya is a very interesting sugya. I'm sure you're familiar with the Evan Ezra. The Evan Ezra brings the Ramban and his Cholik on him. Because the, the Evan Ezra says, when was the rainbow created? When was it created? So if you look at the Evan Ezra, it was created right now. Straight after the flood, says the Evan Ezra, it was created. Okay? And then he says, um, he quotes a Ramban, and he quotes, he actually quotes Greek scholars that say that the Ramban quotes that hold that the, the rainbow was created by the heat of the sun. That's the Ramban quotes the Greek scholars. The Evan Ezra says, if we believe their words, then we can say that the sun became stronger after the flood, because from then on it's produced rainbows. Now the Maral, right, the Maral of Prague, in Gurari and Rashi, also has the same thing, but he ties it to the cause and effect. And he says that the increased light of the sun after the flood prevents the coming of a new flood. In other words, before the flood, the sun, the light of the sun was not, was not strong enough to create a rainbow. And therefore the flood wasn't, was possible. According to him, there's no need to say that the sun's heat increased after the flood. All that happened was various coverings and partitions which are screened down full force of the heat and therefore they were removed. The morale is very concise. It doesn't explain why this should prevent another flood. Just one more thing, even though we can go on about this, there's a run. The run explains that before the flood, the clouds were much thicker and therefore did not permit the rays of the sun to penetrate actually through to the earth. Therefore, even if there was a rainbow, it would have been up in Shammai, not beyond the clouds. It was blocked off and we couldn't see. In those days, rainfall was very, very heavy, and with all the water in the clouds raining, falling as rain. That's why it was possible for the flood to come. After the Rabban Shalom had Rachmanus in us, and what he did was, would make the clouds a lot less dense. Therefore, not only we've got no flood anymore coming, but allowing the sun's rays to penetrate, which is why we can now have the rainbow. So it's interesting that this rainbow is subject to Machoikas, whether or not it was created at this time, or it was created before. They just, and maybe we should just end with one last thing as well. The Arachayim HaKadosh is a beautiful Arachayim HaKadosh who wants to know, when we talk about the Daraflaga and everything else, that they started building. Right? They originally spoke one language, and then they started building. We're building a city, and then they're building a tower. So Arachayim HaKadosh wants to know, what's so bad? HaKadosh was so angry that they built a tower. What's so bad? So Arachayim HaKadosh, I think, tells us a Yisoyed about living. He says, you have to understand, when the Rabban Shem created the world, in other words, like this, the world was meant to be one-third sea, one-third wilderness, and one-third by people living there. The sin that they had of building this tower was they wanted to contain the entire population in one, in one place. So the Aruch people can't live that way. And I think it's a side of living as well. When a person tries to concentrate too much, a person needs his space. 
person needs to get out a little bit. It's important for a person to do that. And the sin that they had was, and you have to remember that Rechaim lived in the 17th century, right, before skyscrapers, before these things were popular. Right? He obviously wasn't coming to say they were bad, but he was trying to tell us about congested living. And it's interesting that even in his days, to say that people don't like to live on top of each other, people like to have their space, go out a bit, we'll take a walk, take some fresh air. It's important because the way the Rebunshim created the world was a creation in order to give people space to live. There'll be land, there'll be sea, there'll be places to live, there'll be places also to see and everything else, which is a Gavaldagi Yisait. I think we've gone through a little bit of the parasha and pinpointed some of the ikinakudas of the parasha. I hope you've had a tenet from it. Have a wonderful day and a wonderful Shabbos. Thank you.